Welcome to Full Court Press on Missouri Women's Basketball. Welcome into Full Court Press. This is episode number seven, taking on Missouri Women's Basketball. I'm Cameron Connor, joined as always by the Columbia, Missouri, and Beat Riders for MU Women's Basketball. Guys, how you doing? We're making it through. Making it through? Almost a spring break. <laughs> I was going to say, counting down the days till spring break. Yeah. We're, we're almost there. Ten, almost ten days, exactly. Yeah, ten days, by the Very way. much counting. Yeah. By the way, that is Shannon Bell, accompanied by Nate Marcus. Guys, okay, so th- this is going to probably strike home with you, also with a lot of Missourians in the area. So on my way here today, started at about Nifong on Providence, right? To get all the way to here at Elm Street, I am not joking. I hit every red light. Every one. Sheesh. Which, There's like six, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh. I don't know if I should buy a lottery ticket. Or if I shouldn't ever buy a lottery ticket again. You know what I mean? Because it's a red light. I hit every red light. Is that... But it's still luck. That's what I mean. Like, what the odds of, of that happening. Like... Exactly. Like, the odds of hitting every red light. And yeah, no, they're probably... Yeah, there's three... It was six or seven. Something like that. Six or seven lights. I, I don't know. It was insane. It delayed me by like 12 <laughs> minutes or something like that. It, it was bizarre. But uh, jumping right into it. Speaking of red lights... Missouri women's basketball. That's a that's a good little transition there. Hit a red light pretty early in the SEC tournament, and because of it, it was a lot of stopping. It was a lot of waiting and watching in anticipation for if they would make it to the big dance of March Madness or if they would take one of those automatic bids for the WNIT. Doesn't go the way they want. Doesn't go the way Mizzou fans want. They're in that WNIT, which is still a successful thing to come across, but at the same time, it's I don't think it's what people were anticipating. Right. Especially after you beat South Carolina. Yeah. Given where they were at the beginning of January, it's a disappointment, I would think. Yeah. Nate, you hit it right on the head there. I mean, when you're talking about the fact that coming into, I don't know, early February, like you said, late January, this team was supposed to be a six seed or some odd. That's at least what they were projected to be in the March Madness tournament bracket for them. And then they hop all the way out of it. They end up going on that plummet and... You know, we're not here for that. That'll be more of a recap thing for our last podcast, whenever that may be, whenever their NIT tournament end runs, where we can kind of recap the season, where it started, how it looked extremely motivatingly promising, and then kind of <laughs> plateaued and then plummeted for a little bit. Then there was some hope, and then there was disaster again. But either way, that'll, that'll come a lot later, maybe in a week or two. How did we get here? You know what? So from that from that standpoint, going into the overall bracket determination it seemed like a lot of people still thought after the florida win and even though you thought that maybe they could squeeze that win out against arkansas they didn't it was still really competitive it wasn't a good game but it was still competitive right a lot of people still thought this team was going to get in what was your guys's thought process when you saw that they were not on the board i'm pretty sure that they were the first team out if i had to guess uh missouri state losing the Mm -hmm. day before in the mvc semifinals that's the second time Missouri State has beaten Missouri this season. Oh. If you want to go that way, because Missouri State made the tournament. Yep. Missouri did not. Missouri State beat Mizzou by 22 in the regular season. And I think that's really what it came down to, is the MVC automatic bid going there. And I don't know if I agree with DePaul being selected over them. DePaul had some losses outside the net top 60, and Missouri had none. Missouri didn't take advantage of some quality opportunities that the SEC provided. Eh, you're splitting hairs there, and it just didn't fall their way. I would also add just 
trying to get nine teams from one conference is difficult. And it makes it even more difficult when you're neck and neck with Arkansas, who's one of the, you know, they were also like on the bubble for a little bit, but you couldn't beat Arkansas. So Arkansas is that last team to get in. I mean, if you you lost to Arkansas three times, so it, it's it's tough. Uh, when Florida got selected as a 10 seed, that's when it kind of like when I was yeah. watching the show, it kind of just hit me. I was like, OK, so if they didn't take because Florida was 15th ranked yeah. when Missouri beat them and they also lost their best player in the conference tournament. So that probably went into their seeding a little bit when it was. But when that showed up that they were a 10 seed, it was like, oh, the committee did not think that highly of <laughs> a win as we thought they did at the time. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the other aspect that we haven't touched on yet that hurt Mizzou was Kentucky winning the SEC yeah. championship because technically they were kind of placed below when the official standings came out for the regular season, but then after winning that, everything goes out the window because you get that automatic bid. All of a sudden, you are in no matter what happens, and Shannon, like you said, it's hard to put nine teams from one conference into the tournament, so that was another thing that kind of pushed them out, not being able to beat Arkansas in three straight attempts. Either way, they get that automatic bid where they will be hosting Drake to the WNIT. That game is going to be at 7 p.m. Central Time, Thursday, March 17th. That's St. Patrick's Day, by the way. I don't know if you guys Patty's saw. Day. Yes, Patty. I'm, I'm excited for lots of reasons. Some of them <laughs> meaning the ones we can't talk about on the air or on recording anyways. But uh, looking into those things, we were talking about it before we started recording this. We know how it is with Mizzou sports and expectations and this, that, and the other. But when you look at the road they have, it's pretty dang promising. Is that is that the best word to, to say? Should it, be promising, I would say. I would throw a should in front of that promise. Unfortunately, that's how, you just have to do it with Missouri. You got well, to. If motivation is there, Missouri will go very far in this tournament. Big yeah. if, given <laughs> how... I'm sure disappointed that they are that they didn't make the field of 68. But if the motivation is there and they're out to prove something, they should make a deep run here. Okay, and before we get into Drake a little bit more and also the deep run itself, is that still satisfaction in your guys' opinion from the Mizzou fan standpoint where I think when you see all this optimism and all this promise, all this potential you saw this season, I think a lot of people kind of forgot or was left in the rearview window that this team had won nine games the last two seasons and they combined that this year which is a massive accomplishment, especially when you talk about the overall improvement and really developing people into their roles. But then you see how good this team can be when they beat the number one team in the country, like we've always talked about, when they beat 15th-ranked Florida at the end of the season, and you don't end up getting to that goal. If they do make a deep run in the WNIT, is this season still a success, or is it something that's still, in the fans' mind, a disappointment? I don't know what really fans are really thinking, but I think to Robin Pinchton that it's still going to be a disappointment because mm-hmm. she, all she talked about in the whole season was that was our goal. Our goal, our goal is to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And, you know, if they win the NIT, WNIT, that's nice. It's a nice little achievement. Nice, Not even little. It's a nice achievement. But I'm sure there will be some disappointment there still. I feel like if they're able to win the whole WNIT, which... I don't know, but if they were able to do that, I would say it's very successful. I mean, to you to quote Robin Pinchton in her puzzle analogy of her team, it's almost like this season was like you did the puzzle, you finished, and you started to notice that you forced a piece in there, and it's not in the right spot, and you got to move some things around. I feel like that's kind of how this season is. 
They did good. They did some things they'd never been able to do before. They beat a number one team. They're right there. They were so close. But you're just not there. Not not quite. So, I don't know. 50-50 on if it was a successful season in the fans' mind. Yeah, look, looking into this one, I, I, personally in my mind, I don't necessarily know. I, I think it is still a little bit of a disappointment because, especially for Coach Pinston's standpoint, she hasn't made the tournament since Sophie Cunningham. She hasn't made yeah. the tournament without <laughs> Sophie Cunningham. So that's something that I feel like it's got kind of something on her back that's kind of hanging there. Maybe it's not because over, overall she's still an extremely good coach that's worked wonders with this team this year and they're practically all coming back next year. So that's going to be something that they can build upon. But I feel like that's something that starts to irk you as a yeah. head coach a little bit because if you're a head coach in any sort of basketball, especially at the D1 level, you're probably a little competitive and you probably hold yourself to a high standard. So it's still not getting done. I guess the expectation is just that much higher next year. But going into this WNIT matchup on Thursday against Drake, by the way, speaking of Robin Pinchton, she is going to let the five or the first 500 students in free. I don't know if you guys saw that yeah. uh, notification yet. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Hopefully it gets a lot of fans out there because that's another thing, Nate, you were talking about motivation. They needed all they can get, and it would be great to get a lot of people packed in that stadium to really kind of boost them a little bit. Right, and just like being able, like if you don't make the tournament, making the NIT is cool because you get to play at home. Yeah, it's yeah. Very, I mean, like versus going out to some uh, Austin, Texas, and having to play mm-hmm. Nebraska in Austin, and then if you Oof. win that, you have to play on the road at Texas. You know, you get to play at home, get some more games in. Should be good for a team that could use all it could get. Definitely. And home court advantage, like you said. They they need it. So hopefully first five hundred people take advantage. So we'll we'll see about that. But either way, this matchup is going to be against Drake. This team is pretty good defensively. They're decent shooting. They're not great. Mm-mm. So when you look at the overall matchup, what do you guys think Missouri needs to do? Kind of like we were saying, it is a promising matchup for them. What do you think they need to do to kind of get that on-court chemistry back. Shoot the ball well. Yeah. How about, how about That's that? That's a good start. How about yeah. that? Make baskets? Yeah, yeah. That, make, that, that usually some, helps you win games. Some are saying that helping, <laughs> that making shots helps you win basketball games. Uh, but that's what it's going to come down to. Obviously, they shot the ball horribly against Arkansas in the SEC tournament. And Drake likes to get up and down a little bit. They shoot the ball a lot. They make 7.23s a game. They're not very good at shooting mm. the three ball, 32%, but... You know, when you shoot it that much, you're going to make some. So they'll need to do that. And, you know, running teams off the three-point line and grabbing rebounds, it's the same thing we've been saying the whole season. If you can't out-rebound the opponent, especially one in the Missouri Valley Conference that finished seventh in the Missouri Valley Conference. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I would also add, I feel like team chemistry, it should be back. I mean, mm-hmm. I you have all this downtime. Hopefully, like Nate said, it, it's motivation, really. If they go out there upset that they didn't make it to March Madness and that they're in WNIT, then they're going to miss their shot at, like like we said, make it going on a run because last season they lost in the first round, you know. So it, they got to really come together and hopefully Asia Blackwell's out there <laughs> a little bit more. We'll see. That is a really good point. That, and that's something that even in the Arkansas loss and Asia Blackwell didn't get that much playing time, I think one of the really good signs – was that while Blackwell was on the bench, 
the body language was still very, very positive. Yeah. You know what I mean? She wasn't sitting there disgruntled or frustrated, maybe frustrated with, you know, the overall competitiveness and like how the team, you know, was not taking care of an opportunity. But it's okay. We already talked about that in the <laughs> rear view now. In the rear view, it's, it's, it's behind us. It seemed as if she was at peace with what was going on. A lot of the other players, I, I don't think, like you said, there's going to be any sort of like off the court issues with this. I think it's kind of just back to business. I believe so. I, I agree with that. Hopefully they come out and are ready to prove a point. Yes. That's the point. I mean, it is going to be that motivation aspect because if they end up winning this game, they're going to either take on the winner of another Missouri <laughs> <laughs> another Missouri affiliate, technically for Mizzou. It's going to be UMKC, the Ruse, or it's going to be Northern Iowa. Once again, another winnable game, and from that, there are still a lot of games in front of them where it looks like they should be favored to win that matchup. So either way, we are going to be ta- paying attention to the matchup this Thursday. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Central Time, and that's going to be St. Patrick's Day. So maybe if you're a Mizzou fan in the area, maybe switch out that green and go for some black and gold or something like that. But either way, we'll keep you all up to date. The next podcast will be coming out next week with our reactions to Thursday's game and what's coming up next. Once again, I'm Cameron Connor. Shannon Belt. And Nate Marcus. And we will see you guys next time. This has been another episode of Full Court Press on Missouri Women's Basketball. Thank you for listening to Full Court Press on Missouri Women's Basketball. Music by Pistol Jazz, produced by Cameron Connor.